midst of a special study and it's called Seeing Jesus Christ in Every Book of the Bible. Seeing Jesus Christ where? In every book of the Bible. So now we know that Jesus was alive in New Testament time, but not Old Testament time. And so what we're looking to see is how can we see Jesus in Old Testament time when he hadn't come into the earth yet? And we have been discovering that there is something in every book of the Bible that lets us know that Jesus is real, that Jesus is Lord, that Jesus is God's son, and that even in the putting together of the word of God, the Bible, the Lord wanted his people, all of us, to know that he was concerned about us from the beginning. Meaning what he knew we were gonna mess up, he knew we weren't gonna be perfect, he knew we were gonna need a savior, and so, and so in his grand design, he plugged in a savior into the grand design so that when we would need encouragement, when we would need salvation, when we would need healing, when we, we would need being lifted up, there would be somebody to do that. And that person would be the Lord Jesus Christ. And so we've made him the Lord of our lives and now we're studying his word to see, okay, well God, where, where can I see Jesus in Genesis? And where can I see Jesus in, in Exodus? And we've been studying and we've been seeing that. And if you've been with us, I think we've been having a good time in the study. If, and I uh, want you to know that you, if you haven't been with us, you can, uh, you can get our podcast. Podcasts of our Bible studies are available online. You can go to our website and uh, messages are available there as well. And just so you can hear the word and grow by the word of God. The, the Bible is not a book. It's a supernatural book, meaning what? God is in it. God purposed it, and he gave it to us to communicate his love for us, and so we could learn how to live better, and when we fall down, to do what? Get back up and keep going. Okay. Amen? So, tonight, we're going to go a little further in seeing Jesus in another book of the Bible. And the, the last two weeks, we were working in the book of Psalms, and we saw Jesus all over the book of Psalms. Tonight, we're going to... We're going to do some in the book of Proverbs. Now, I can tell you that we, we're not going to be here all night, okay? So don't, don't panic, all right? We're not going to be here all night. And, and we can't do it all tonight. So we're just going to do a survey of some places in the book of Proverbs where you can, where you can understand that what's being spoken about is Jesus Christ, okay? All right, so some people have Bibles. If you have a Bible, that's fine. Uh, you can, if you have a, a, a regular Bible, you can use it. If you don't, that's fine. If you have an electronic Bible, you can use it. If you got a Bible on your phone, you can use that. You can use your, the Bible that's on your phone. If you don't have a Bible on your phone, I exhort you to download the Bible app for your phone because it's free. So expensive, it's free. Okay, so, so if you have a Bible on your phone, you can use that. Your pad, your, pad, your tablet, you can, so you can hear the word as well as see the word. Okay, if you, if you want a Bible, I think our ushers have a Bible for you if you want one uh, as we're studying. If you just want to listen, that's fine too. Okay, all right. So we're going to the book of Proverbs and I'm going to be using mine. 
Where's my glasses so I can see what it says? Praise the Lord. <laughs> All right. So we're studying in the book of Proverbs. Now, um, Proverbs in the Bible comes right after the book of Psalms. So what we talked about before when we were studying the book of Psalms is most people were taught when they were coming up that if, if, you're, if you hold your Bible up and, and you open it halfway, you'll be at the book of Psalms. Anybody learn that when they was growing up? I did. <laughs> I did. And, and, when you go, and if you turn up a few extra pages, then you'll be in Proverbs. So that's where we are tonight in the book of Proverbs. So we want to start by, by understanding what a proverb is. Okay, that's the name of the book, but what is a proverb? Does anybody know what a proverb is? And a hush fell over the crowd. <laughs> what is a pro a proverb is what? Let me a proverb is a piece of wisdom. Okay? We don't, we don't do complex Bible study here. We just break it down to the basics so we can understand, okay? So a proverb is a piece of wisdom. It's a what? Okay, so what is Proverbs? So see, now y'all done learned something already. All right, we're doing good here tonight. It's a piece of wisdom. And in the Bible, this particular book of Proverbs is full of pieces of wisdom. In fact, there's 31 chapters of wisdom in this particular book in the Bible. Now, does anybody know who was the author of the book of Proverbs? King Solomon. King Solomon, exactly right. King Solomon was the author of the book of, Pro of the book of Proverbs. Now, there were a few of them that were added in and written by a couple of other people. Some of them were transcribed by uh, scribes of King Hezekiah in his day, and a few other people wrote them, but the majority were written by who? Solomon. King Solomon. Now, uh, the, these were written and put together um, in the 8th century BC. What does BC mean? Before Christ. So they've been around a long time, right? Have they changed? No, they haven't changed. You know why they haven't changed? Because they work, because they still work, okay? Because God didn't change his mind about what he said when he released these uh, proverbs, these, these pieces of wisdom. Now, they originally, when they were originally written, they were written to be sung. They were written to be like the book of Psalms, they were songs. The Proverbs were songs, little, little bitty songs. And uh, so they were written by King Solomon, but where did King Solomon get them from, would you suppose? David. He got them from his father. And who was his father? King David. Solomon was one of, of King David's sons. And he was the one of the sons that was elected to follow his father as king of the nation. So when he was growing up, he was instructed by his father, King David, and his mother, Bathsheba, in these songs. Now, what, one of the things that, that, we, that I want you to understand is that King David 
and King Solomon <clears throat> were multifaceted people. What does that mean, multifaceted? Had more than one side, okay? If you got a multifaceted diamond, it's got many sides on it, and I want one of those, don't you? I would, that would be really nice. <laughs> Okay, but, but multifaceted means many sides. And these people were multifaceted. Raise your hand if you're multifaceted. You're multifaceted, right? You have many sides. You're not the same all the time, are you? Somebody said, I try to be, but it gets away from me. I try, I try to be, to stay in the middle of the road, but I, sometimes I go off, okay? Because what? We're multifaceted. And, these, and, and one of the things that we're learning as we're studying the Bible is that the Lord worked in the lives of multifaceted people. He worked in the lives of multifaceted people. And what does that mean for us? It means he can work with us. Because we are multifaceted. And sometimes it's a good day, Sometimes don't talk to me. Okay? So, so, so we're seeing that God understands that and he uses multifaceted people. And if you're multifaceted, that means all the sides don't always shine and all the sides are not always good. But nevertheless, what we've seen in our study is that the Lord still uses people with all their facets, with all their good stuff, all their bad stuff, all their sweet stuff, all their sour stuff, you know, all their peaceful stuff, all their gangster stuff. <laughs> he can still use people. And, and so what we're gonna see as we're going in through this proverb study is that, that the author, King Solomon, and his father, they were multifaceted people. One thing about father and son is that they were brilliant. They were what? Brilliant. Means very, very intelligent, very, very smart. Intellectually, they, they, they could be considered geniuses uh, because they were, they were called to lead how many people? Like two, three hundred? More than that, for sure, right? How many? Millions. Okay, they were, they were called to lead millions of people. So, so they, were, they were leaders with a job as leader. They, they, they had to work with people, so they had to have some skill. When you work with people, do you need skill? Yes. Do you need more than one skill? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you, you, need a, you need a lot of skills, right, when you're working with people. So they were called to lead lots of people, which meant they had skill with people. They had wisdom, okay? So David had wisdom as a king. Solomon has wisdom because he was taught wisdom by his parents. Because today, wisdom, knowledge, understanding, relationship with God was taught to children and young people where? At home. At home. So he was taught at home. And so here in the book of Proverbs, we see Solomon writing those Proverbs down. And what we're seeing as we go through this is the multifacets of King Solomon. So before we jump into the book of Proverbs, I want to show you something about him before the book of Proverbs was ever completed, okay? So 
uh, if you have a Bible, let's turn back to the left to 1 Kings. And this is Bible study, so we help one another. We don't fake, we don't fake it until we make it like we know where 1 Kings is if we don't have a table of con that, contents. I love a table of contents, don't you? I'm a teacher, so I love table of contents. Where is it? So I know what to do. All right, so 1 Kings is where we're headed to chapter 4. 1 Kings chapter 4. Are you there? Anybody else there? I heard one person. Anybody on the way? Are you on the way? Okay. On the way. 1 Kings chapter 4, and let's look at verse 29. And it says, And God gave Solomon wisdom and understanding exceeding much, and largeness of heart, even as the sand is on the sea shore. What is largeness of heart? Kind, generous, loving, open, understanding, compassionate, embracing, largeness of heart. Who are we talking about? Solomon, okay? Verse 30. And Solomon's wisdom excelled the wisdom of all the children of the East Country and all the wisdom of Egypt. For he was wiser than all men, than Ethan the Ezraite, and Haman, and Chalcol, and Darda, the sons of Mahal, and his fame was in all nations round about. Verse 32. And he spake 3,000 proverbs. And his songs were a thousand and five. Is that a lot? <laughs> That's a lot. It says, and his, his, he spake 3,000 proverbs, and his songs were a thousand and five. Did you know? So, so, so Solomon wrote 1,005 songs, 3,000 proverbs, while he's leading a nation while he's acquiring land. He's writing books, creating songs. Did you, know, did you know he was a musician? How many people knew Solomon was a musician? Good. I did until I studied, right? I had to learn it, right? Okay. So, so we see somebody that's multifaceted. We see somebody that in the, in the midst of labor and work and serving, he still has artistic gifts. Anybody here have artistic gifts? Okay. Wonderful. Don't be ashamed. Put your hand up. God gave it to you if you got one or two or three or four or more. Right? So, so he's multifaceted. He's talented. He's gifted. He's brilliant. And, and he's dispensing wisdom. So if somebody's got this much wisdom, would, would it be wise to get some of it for yourself? It would be wise to get some of it for yourself. Now, I'm not saying he was perfect. Let's clear that up. When you're multifaceted, it means you're not perfect. Okay? So, so he was not perfect, but he was gifted. 
He was talented. He was skillful. He was able. Say, that sound like me. Right? Okay. So, 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 so if, if, if we got a side that's not all that, don't dog yourself out. Don't kick yourself to the curb. Don't say, I'm, 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 I'm a wretch undone. I'm low as a worm. Say, I'm like King Solomon. Okay, I'm like King Solomon. He was the wisest, but I got some wisdom too. All right? Okay. So, uh, let's see. Let's go, Pro let's go back to Proverbs. And we're going to go to Proverbs chapter 9. Proverbs chapter 9. Because this is what the book of Proverbs is all about. Chapter 9, verse 10. It says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the holy is understanding. So if you're going to start to have wisdom, who do you need to have respect for? The Lord. When it says the fear of the Lord, it's really meaning the respect. Okay, not terrified, not, not boo scary, not boo fearful, but the fear of the Lord, meaning the reverence and the respect of God is the beginning of wisdom, which means if you're smart, you at least know that you, could, you should honor God. You may not know everything about him, you may not, you may not understand every, all his ways, but, but respect him, because he's greater than us. Okay, and when I was coming up, where, where did we learn that? At home, and when I grew up, where did we learn it? In church, and where else? In Sunday school, and, and when I was growing up, we learned it in the schoolhouse. Because when I was growing up, we had Bible reading in school, how many days? Every day. So that, so that as young children, we would, learn, we would learn and begin to understand that God is great and that there's somebody greater than us. Okay? So, so the beginning, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. That's where our wisdom starts. And knowledge of the holy is understanding. Not meaning knowledge of the holy one. And who is the holy one? God. So it's okay for us to get knowledge of God. Okay, and, and when we're going through the Proverbs and studying them and reading them, we're gaining knowledge of God. This book is full of the wisdom of God. So um, I would exhort somebody to take the book of Proverbs and use it as a, as a, a daily devotion, where, where every day for 31 days you read one chapter. Would you be full of wisdom in 31 days? See, I wouldn't know it all, but I know more than I know right now. That's a great place to, to develop wisdom, to develop knowledge of who God is, and to get better being yourself. I do need to get better at being myself. Amen? Okay. So now, a proverb is what? A proverb is a piece of wisdom, and a proverb is brief. 
It's not a dissertation, it's not long, it's brief. It's instructive um, and it often paints pictures so that we can get understanding. Um, it's a guideline for how to live our lives, how to live our lives skillfully. How? Skillfully. Because when you don't have skill, you kind of live your life stumbling and falling. Anybody live like that ever? Stumbling and falling without skill. You know, it's like when you, like, you know, when you have a little kid and, and, and they're falling over their own feet. I know grown folk that fall over their own feet. Right? Right? So, so it's becoming skillful. And, and proverb is brief and short, and it tells us something. So I want to show you um, a couple of things about how the Proverbs are written, okay? So turn over to Proverbs chapter 11. One of, one of the Proverbs are written in like six different ways. I'm only going to share a couple of them with you tonight. One of the ways that some of the Proverbs are written is they're written in such a way that they have two lines, and the first line, doctrine, and the second line repeats it but uses different words. Meaning what? It's trying to tell you the same thing two times. Okay? So we're in Proverbs chapter 11, right? And we're going to go to verse 25, and let's see how this works. Proverbs 11:25 says, The liberal soul shall be made fat, and he that watereth shall be watered also himself. The liberal soul shall be made fat, meaning what? The person that gives... What's going to happen to that person that gives? They're going to prosper. Okay? And the second half of the verse says, He that watereth shall be watered also himself. What does that mean? There's another, the, somebody that gives is going to receive something given to him. That's a proverb. A particular kind of proverb where it's, it's, it's teaching a, a principle is communicating it two different ways. Why would one proverb be communicated, why would principle be communicated two different ways? What's the point? Reinforcement, Reinforcement exactly. Reinforcement. So if, you, if you, read, you read the first part of the verse and you're like, the liberal soul should be made fat, I ain't trying to be fat. I don't get it. I don't get it. But when you read the second portion, it brings the clarity. It brings the clarity. So, so if somebody wants to communicate to you so that you get the clarity, do they want you to have understanding? Okay? And so, the, and so these proverbs, the purpose is that you get understanding, and this is one of the ways that they're written. So when you're reading it for yourself, and you're coming across a proverb that's written this way, your intelligence is not insulted. Why are they saying it again? I got it the first time. Well, good for you, Einstein, but everybody's not Einstein. Okay? That's one type of proverb. Let's look at another type of proverb. Go to chapter 14. 
chapter 14 and in this particular form that I'm going to tell you about now, this is, a, this is a different form of proverb where the first line is positive and the second line is negative. So let's look at Proverbs chapter 14 and verse 30. And it says, a sound heart is the life of the flesh, but envy the rottenness of the bones. So the first part, a sound heart, that's great. A sound heart is the life of the flesh, great. I got a sound heart, but envy the rottenness of the bone. So here's my physical body, right? My heart, a sound heart, that's a part of my flesh, that's a part of my body. And, and, and so my heart is good, but, but, if in, but envy, if it's in me, is what? What does, what does scripture say? Is rottenness of the bones. So, which means what? It can make you sick. Which means what? Is it a good thing to be double-minded? Is it a good thing to have a sound heart and be envious of somebody else? They don't fit together well, do they? Okay, so, so do, we ever, do we ever go to that place? Yes. Does somebody you know ever been to go to that place? Okay, so when, so when that happens and we read it, it's designed to do what for us? Not condemn us, change us, help us to think differently, help us to get back on the right track. And when we do that, that positions us to be ready to be a blessing to somebody else. Because being good just for yourself is not enough. We're not here just for ourselves. We're here to be a benefit and a blessing to somebody else. So if you've had the experience of, of, of having a great heart but some envy rise up on the inside of you, then when you read the proverb and it's in front of your face, it's like, oh, the person with the good heart, that's me. But envy is rottenness to the bone. Then that, that's it. Oh, well, I need, I, need to, I need to make a correction. I need to make a what? A correction. Not receive condemnation. Re make a correction. So that then you can be the blessing to somebody else and you can be the person that you really, in your heart, have chosen to be purpose to be, decide to be, want to be. Okay? All right, let's look at one more type. Let's go back to Proverbs chapter 11. And this type of proverb is the type of proverb where um, the first line illustrates the second line. And we know that they're linked because you'll see the word as. There's a connection. So let's look at Proverbs chapter 11 and verse 22. Let me get myself there. Are you there? It says, as a jewel of gold in a swine's snout, 
so is a fair woman which is without discretion. Okay, so what do we got here? The first line illustrates the second line, and the first line uses the word as to help us get the picture. So here in verse 22, as a jewel of gold in a swine's snout. What does that mean? Hmm? Okay, as, as, as a valuable jewel in the nose of a pig. Huh? Yeah, it's out on Front Street. Okay, as, as a precious jewel in the nose of a pig. What's the next part of the verse say? So is a fair woman which is without discretion. Meaning what? The, so is a beautiful woman that has no discretion. Okay, that's just all loosey-goosey. Lucy Goosey. Say, that won't never me. The devil is a liar, you know. <laughs> Woo! Yes. Okay. So, so, so instruction is being given, okay? That, 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 and it reminds us of our own ex experience. But what was happening, what was being given, when this was written is these were being given to Solomon to give to the people as instruction for how to live their lives, okay? In a better way. And this type where the first line illustrates the second line and we know that they're connected because generally the first line says as. So there's drawing a comparison between the two. And then you get to choose. Some of us, didn't, we didn't know no different but to be the woman or the man without discretion. And we didn't know we looked like a pig with a jewel in our nose. <laughs> we thought we was all that. Are you understanding? So when you're reading the Psalms, um, excuse me, the Proverbs, you want to understand that they're not all identical. They all have a message, but they aren't all written identically the same way because who does the author want to reach? Everybody. everybody. Wants to reach everybody. And there's a way for you to comprehend what is meant, no matter who you are, no matter your experience, no matter your circumstance, no matter your intellect, or the lack thereof. So I said, don't be talking about me. Because we can be multifaceted, multifaceted, as we said, you could be a genius over on this side and somewhere else over on this, on this other stuff right here. You could be, I mean, you, you know, you, you could be a mathematical genius over here and can't carry a tune in a bucket. Are you understanding? Okay. All right. Okay. So, I think 
I'm going to stop there for tonight. We're going to continue to study next time. Y'all come back next week. We, we'll be right here <laughs> studying together the Proverbs. I'm exhorting you to read them on your own. We're going to be looking at some of them more closely in our study. Uh, uh, and, but study them on your own. Read some tonight. Read some on your own and, and read them with an open heart to say, God, what are you saying to me? God, what are you saying to me? And if you ask, if you ask him, will he answer you? He'll answer you. He'll answer you. You'll get a sense of what he's saying to you to elevate, to say, say elevate. elevate, to elevate so that you can be your best self. He can get glory out of your life. You can have joy being in your own skin. Say, it's a joy, it's a joy. To, be me. to be me. And I thank God. I thank God. Okay, we'll stop there for tonight. God bless you all.